Welcome to Ram. Ram. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the 87th episode of Ram. Ray and Mason, what's cracking? What's this, sir? All right. So today we're going to discuss the PLO. Premier Lacrosse League. Yes, sir. All right. So let's get into it. The 2018. PLO started because the MLL wasn't doing their thing. Um, the... The athletes didn't feel like pro athletes, and most of them had second jobs because it wasn't paying how you think a pro league would. As in, like, the NBA has contracts worth millions of dollars. The PLL, or the MLL, sorry, had contracts worth, I think the highest one was, like, 19000 Most mm-hmm. players who did not have a second job were endorsed by other sponsorships, as in Paul Rabel was sponsored by Warriors, so he didn't need a second job. Uh, but speaking of Paul Rabel, he's the one who started the Premier Lacrosse League yes, with the help did. of his brother, Michael Rabel. And when they started the league, they took the best lacrosse players in the world from the MLO and seniors from college lacrosse, top tier D1 schools, all the way to top tier D3. Um, there was a question of the league's success at one point where there was a new league. No one thought it was going to be successful, including some of the players, but they did take a risk with it. And at the end of the season, it was very successful. <clears throat> yeah, they were very skeptical. Um, players were asked to or basically quit their job in the MLL and to join a league that hasn't, hadn't had any tension because it hasn't started yet or it did not start yet. And they all got in a room. They all agreed, which was beneficial for the PLL. They got big names behind, like such as uh, Sergio Perkovic, uh, Miles Jones, Sergio Salcido, uh, Wolf. <laughs> oh, Jordan Wolf. Jordan uh, Wolf, and a few legends as well. Um, Kyle Harrison, he he's one of he's one of the greatest to ever play the game, along with Greg Arillion. Um And they were teammates too. Yeah. They played for the Redwoods. Um, well, speaking of Redwoods, the league is made up of six different teams. Redwoods, Atlas, Atlas Whipsnakes, Chrome, Chaos, and Archers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, they went. They went for for uniform wise, for look wise. I think they did a. I'm sorry, scratch that. How do you think the league success was going to go when it first came up? Oh, the league success. Uh, I always thought it was going to be big because I'm a lacrosse player myself, and you are a lacrosse player too, so we sure. both had hopes. Mm-hmm. I knew you had a hope that we needed this to be big. <laughs> um, well, with the success of the NBC contract, and mm-hmm. they're going to be, it was going to be televised yeah. throughout internationally that the success rate was huge. It was a very big part of it. Um, it was. They got sponsorships from Adidas to provide them with the uniforms, and the uniforms were slick looking. Mm -hmm. Uh, The consumers, the fans really wanted them, so they got that on the market, and I know that's how the PLL is also paid for with uh, marketing. Um, It was very well. I mean, I thought it was always going to be good because, you know, you got to trust in Paul Rabel. Yes, sir. The man, the myth, the legend who started Mm -hmm. the league with the help of his brother. Michael Rabel's a businessman, and they always, every time you see pictures of them on social media, they're always working. They're, no yeah. matter if they're traveling, they're working. The so grind doesn't stop. You got to appreciate the hard work that they put in for their league. So I kind of mm-hmm. just 
rode that wave and had the hope because I saw them grinding, I saw them working, and it made me want to work at my craft anyway. So I, my hope was it was going to be great. How about gotcha. you? All right, well, they got the best of crossplays in the world. There's nothing that, like, nothing could be more exciting to see the best of crossplays in the world go at it every week on a different field. But like Mason said with the uniform thing, they went for a really nice, sleek look. Um, the jerseys and shorts were sponsored by Adidas. Uh, the jerseys were had some type of a soccer look to it, I guess you could say. More better cutting edge. It was thinner, so they wouldn't sweat as much. And it was it was really nice. Um, like the Redwoods, my favorite team. Chaos, your favorite team, right? Yeah, chaos. Yeah, they had some really nice jerseys. I, I like the, the 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 white jerseys better than the black jerseys. I though. like the black ones. I'm not I gonna do lie like to the you. black ones. The red ones, I like the green jerseys. <clears throat> oh my god, I love that I love the trees amazing. in the background because they're mm-hmm. home. I love that. I love that. Uh, they got like a, a little bear thing going on within their logo. The Redwoods, I'm, I'm talking about. All right, speaking <clears throat> of that, who do you think has the worst logo in the league right now? The worst logo? Yeah, bro. Oh my god, the worst logo. I'll. I think the most bland one is the Archers. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. (laughs) This is so boring. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Archers, but that They're a great team. They're a great team. If I had to pick pick a team to be on, though, if you had to pick a team to be on, what team would you be on? Team for me to be on. Redwoods. I got to play with my old head, Kyle Harrison. Ooh, you said Redwoods? Yeah. (laughs) I got to go with the Redwoods. See, look, I might have to just go to Chrome because I want to be like a star. You know what I mean? Me and my other dentist. You know what I mean? (laughs) Digging corner side to side. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, if I had to pick anyone, I think Chrome would be the best fit for how I play. Mm-hmm. Redwoods, I could definitely see you being on a Redwoods team because you're a defender and they're, they're very stacked on defense. They are. And you'll be a good midi to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appreciate that. Put that one in my heart. Yeah, man, I just want to say I love you, dude. No, I love you, dude. <laughs> but, I- like, the Chrome, I don't like their, their logo as much. Oh, let's see. What, what the uh, like? black head with the blue, the blue earwings? Yeah, it got the, some type of the pink eyes. I think it's pink. Yeah, it is pink eyes. I'm not a fan of that, to be mm. honest. Mm, I like the I like their some of their uniforms though. Some of the uniforms oh, yeah, are the nice. Uniforms are beautiful. Yeah, I love the helmets though. Their helmets are gorgeous. The chrome dome. Chrome dome. But like I don't know. I think they would be the best fit for me because midfielder attacker. Mm-hmm. You kind of need a scorer on that team. They have Definitely a face-off do. man who's raw. Being Connor Farrell. Oh my God, he was a he was a linebacker. I forgot what college he went to though. Actually, I'm looking at the roster right now. Let's look at his college. Connor yeah. Farrell went to LIU Post. He was a middle linebacker along with a faceoff when played lacrosse. The man's an absolute tank. Oh my <laughs> God, he is absolute tank. He, uh, that he's a monster. All right, but let's. Since, cool. we, since we talked about the Archers being, you know, the most bland <clears throat> uniform, let's talk about the first goal of the PLL League. Ooh, all right. But so first game of, of the PLL was at Gillette Stadium on June 1st, 2019. Which was the Archers versus the Chrome, yep. uh, surprisingly enough. <laughs> the Archers beat the Chrome 13-12, but the first ever goal in the PLL was off a of faceoff. Um the face-off man was Stephen Kelly, number 10 for the Archers. He won. He won a face-off, took it straight down to the house, got a nice bouncer. It was that very was, quick. It, it was, was like quick. About it was about like six seconds? It was mm-hmm. under 10. I know Definitely that. Definitely under 10 seconds. First, so like, with that being said, they, well, even with, all right, let's talk about how 
how fast the goal actually was. So they made the field shorter. Oh, yeah, the field mm-hmm. is definitely shorter, and they added a, a two-point arc, which is 15 yards out. Yep. The whole field is about <coughs> I – I don't even know how big the field is. I want to say – 100 yards even? Because usually a typical well, college field is 100 yards. shorter than 100 yards, to mm. keep it completely honest, because they run, they run that field quick. <laughs> they do. They do. Um, and one of the reasons why they did that was because in college across, um, you'll see defenders taking the ball down for transition. Sometimes they'll shoot. Sometimes they'll pass it off. Um, and with this league, they're giving, they're giving everyone a chance to be in the spotlight. So turnover, a pole could take it down the field and just drop a two-ball. You know who did that a lot? Julian Newman. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. My man's Julian Newman's a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a defender for the Cro- the Chaos Lacrosse Club. Yes, sir. <laughs> My <laughs> God. Uh, okay. Um. So, around around. Let's fast forward a little bit. Going mid season. How do you think the league was going? Like, who do you who who was who do you have to <laughs> I have at the top? Yeah, who do you have at right. the top? Um, From one to six. So, with the league going, and, you know, Chaos was undefeated for a little quick minute. Mm-hmm. Archer so. was in that ranking for a little bit, too. Very true. Um, I always had the Chaos first mm-hmm. because, you know, I always need my team to win, obviously. Of, of course, of um, course. To be honest, I think I would have put, you said halfway through the season, I think the Redwoods. Defense was really starting to show up, the communication and the physicality. So their defense was really, really hard to like penetrate and get a read for. Then after the Redwoods, I would put the Archers. Schreitner is this Schreitner? I, I can't say his name. So filthy. <laughs> so filthy. I'm sorry. That man is disgusting. Wait, from what team? Um, the, uh, the, 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 the Archers. Archers, Archers, Archers. Tom Schreiber. Oh, oh, Tom Schreiber. Schreiber. Schreiber, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't say names. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the worst when it comes to pronouncing. Yeah, that man is disgusting, that especially his is, passes. Ugh. Oh and then God. after the Archers, I would probably put Whip Snakes because mm-hmm. they were low on my radar. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't really watching a lot of the Whip Snakes games. I was just getting stats. And even with the stats, they were really disgusting, oh meaning God. like they were excellent in their craft. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd probably put Chrome. Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to put Atlas because Atlas won more games than Chrome mm-hmm. during the halfway mark. And that's Paul Rabel's team. And they had, they had a pretty good de- uh, team. It was just they took they a did. while to get chemistry going, I feel as though. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of guys, uh, a lot of those guys are actually from the Johns Hopkins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we all know that's where Paul Rabel went to college. So he probably had a little favoritism when it came to drafting yes, or sir. picking teams. He had to. And then Chrome was probably my last because they're a young, they're a young core. They kind of remind me of the Suns when they first started. Okay. Because or the Phoenix Suns is who I'm referencing. I'm <clears> sorry, <throat> but like they were a young core. They're kind of like they're not uneducated, but they don't have the experience which other teams had. And I think Jordan Wolf provided them with the experience because right. he's the veteran. But even with that, he can't show them or tell them everything he knows. They have to learn that on their own. And I'm not saying they're a bad team or a bad like any bad players on that team. It's just I probably don't have they're not play. seasoned. Yeah, I, don't, I, feel, I also feel like they don't really have a good chemistry with each other yet. Yeah, that comes with the, the mm-hmm. experience with each other. So if you had to rank them, what would your rank be? I would say mid-season. Yes, sir. All right, so I would definitely – well, around that time, it was – Arches was showing promising, showing promising numbers along with the Chaos, Whip Snakes, and Redwoods, but I would put, at the top, I would put, 
the Whip Snakes, midseason, they was doing really well. Um, they were sometimes destroying teams. You're only saying that because they won. No. I'm not saying that because they won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my second would be Rare Woods, who was my favorite team. Uh, Chaos, they were doing. Actually, I'm sorry. I would put Whip Snakes, Chaos, then Rare Woods. Chaos was, oh, my God. They were filthy. It's going. Atlas, they were showing some promising numbers along with plays. They they like they were comfortable with each other. Uh, even the Whip Snakes. Whip Snakes, they're a bunch of guys from Maryland, so they definitely had that chemistry. Some graduated years before other players did. Even I thought that was going to be a something to worry about, but it wasn't. They they played well together. I would I would definitely put Atlas at fifth and Chrome at at six. Um, I just felt like they weren't doing the job as as much as other teams would along with Lana as chemistry and and just yeah basically just chemistry I mean they were putting up numbers they definitely scored a lot but they just couldn't hold it together at, going on to the end of the game definitely did a lot of wouldn't slip by mm-hmm. so with that being said in mid-season who do you think was going to win the championship we already know my answer chaos exactly <laughs> the chaos were they were very promising, especially in playoffs. They looked very great. Yeah, they, did. they came to play. They were serious. They scored. They're they're a team of scores, <laughs> and they uh-huh. have so many varieties of scoring. Like you have Julian Newman that can come across, bomb a two bomb. Mm-hmm. Miles Jones that can do one dodge, bully his defender. And how many times did he do that over the season? He bullied a lot of guys. On, and then, oh my god, they have Blaze Ritter in goal, so he, net, he's a like, nice goalie. He's he's the most. I'm, I'm not gonna say he's the most reliable, but in my mind, he's the most reliable because that's the <laughs> chaos goalie. Like Tim Troutner on the Redwoods oh was an an excellent rookie. But Blaze reared it. <laughs> My man's is a goat. He, he made is. saves that he, like nobody knew he was going to make. But you know, other than Chaos fans and Blaze Reardon fans, but uh, yeah, they were just a, like a scoring powerhouse in my mind. They were Golden State because they could shoot outside the two and be power. Like they they cut a lead in like maybe two minutes because That's they true. just came down and bombed two points. That's true. And uh, I feel like that, they were just my contender until mm-hmm. they got taken out. I was kind of hurt. <laughs> I mean, Richard Redwoods, their um, their goalie Tim Chawner, he's a he's a rookie from High Point, High Point University. He uh he had a stellar first season. Mm. I wow. Uh, they actually started him over a vet a veteran. I actually forgot his name, but yeah, <laughs> Tim Chawner did well. Um, they had <clears throat> at first wait, Julian Elliman, not Julian Elliman. Who was the other goalie? I think that was him. Oh yeah, uh, Garner Walter. I, I, I can't Walt, say his name. I can't pronounce that man's name. Wallet. <laughs> but Julius Henningberg, he was who? Who? Which team was he on first? Because he definitely got traded to the Redwoods. Um, Julius Henningberg, maybe the. I don't think he was on Atlas. No, he was on Chaos. Was he on Chaos? Yeah, he was on Chaos for a brief time. They uh they traded him during training camp. And I. Um, his his debut with the. With the Redwoods, he he dropped seven goals, and they were in a. Uh, it was just a great fashion of how he scored. One of the, one of the best attackmen in the PLO, uh, I feel like, if not the best. He's young. He's got more. Go- no, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, I what? I <laughs> oh no! I mean, he's not the worst. 
but he he is the best top tier. He's definitely in my top five for attackmen in the PLL. I don't um, know who my top five is. <laughs> <laughs> so MVP wise, we all know that. Matt Rambo. Matt Rambo won the MVP for the inaugural PLO season. And it was well-deserved. It really was. He put the team on his back in a lot of situations, and they were able to back him up when needed. They were, he was very reliable when it came to closing out a game or starting the game with hype. Mm-hmm. He was a clutch player, so I would say he would be, I want to say Curry of the Whip Snakes. Curry did come clutch in some moments. Curry is very clutch. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Uh, yeah, it definitely was. If we're going to compare him to anybody in the NBA, then I don't know if I'd compare him to Curry. But he, if shooting-wise, reliable, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely give him the ball for the last five seconds. Yeah. And let him just create his own shot. I trust him to make his shot. Mm-hmm. And if he missed, we can't get bad because it's, it's Matt Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> it's Matt Rambo. Physicality-wise, I want to say he's – I want to compare him a little bit on offense to Kawhi Leonard. That man – he he he's a great facilitator on offense. He communicates with his team. Looking like him, you can't reference basketball because he does not. He does not remind me of Kawhi Leonard at all. Kawhi Leonard is a defender. I know, can, but like with an offense IQ. Yeah, that's if true. If we're going to compare Matt Rambo to another NBA player, person pop my mind. Mm, I would say Luca Luca Doncic on the Mavericks because. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Rambo's not young, and I'm not, no, not. not going to call him young, but Luka can create his own shot. Matt Rambo can create his own shot. They're both physical when it comes because Luka can finish with physicality. Matt Rambo finishes with physicality. That's how he won the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, he creates opportunities for his players. Luka does the same thing in the sense with Kristoff and his other support. Uh, they're both shooters. I would give either one a set shot or a moving shot any day of the week. And he, like I said, he has the teammates to back him up. And Matt Rambo, the only thing that Matt Rambo has over Luca is more experience because Luca played in the Europe League and now he's in the NBA, showing out as a young boy. That man don't know how to act. <laughs> Matt Rambo's doing the same thing on the Whipsnake side. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, if we're gonna compare him, not okay. saying he's a bad defender, but as an attackman, you 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 expect more offense. Yeah, definitely one hundred percent. I mean, like on a on clears, he what he rides. Well, like yeah. with a passion, like mm-hmm. he like he wants that ball back. Yeah. Um, well, other than Matt Rambo being an MVP, oh, he said that's how they won the championship. Which Snakes were the champions of the inaugural PLL season? Yes, sir. Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. But other than Matt Rambo, who would you say the MVP should have been? That's a hard question. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one to you first. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot it right back at ah. you. Uno reverse card. <laughs> okay. Okay. My MVP other than Matt Rambo. Hmm. That's a great question. Wow. It's a hard question. That's a that, lot of that a lot is of great a hard people. question. That is. And if we can't choose Matt Rambo, I'd choose Matt Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that man definitely got, definitely has a big chip on his shoulder. Well-deserved. Okay. So, with with the way the season, the first season went, how successful it was, the viewership, sponsorship, how do you think the PLO will be in the next five years? Oh, my God. It's probably going to be the second or third biggest sports outlet. Uh, I'm going to only put it behind. 
I think the NFL. I'm gonna be completely honest. I think the NFL is not getting as as it's getting less popular. It is, and in, in a sense, their viewings are going down. So I'd probably put the NBA first because it's the NBA. Yeah. And then I'd probably put esports, the uh, gaming, mm-hmm. because that's also on the rise with more games coming out and more people getting competitive at games. And people and are then, even getting scholarships to that for school. Even getting scholarships for school, going professional at 13, <laughs> mm-hmm. winning millions of dollars in competitions. And then I'd probably put the PLL. I, I can't see it not being top three with this sport rising. Many more people are getting more, uh, it's getting more awareness. It is. And it's becoming more popular in the United States and in other countries. And especially with the broadcast of it on TV, little kids are getting more interested. So it's only going to get more views. That's true. And with it being in the shadows for so long, it's, it's got to get its time to shine. So, I mean, in the next five years, I could see like 12 lacrosse clubs, 15 lacrosse clubs coming in. Especially with the sponsorships and how the league is rolling now, I can only see it getting bigger and expanding. Okay, I agree with that. I mean, with with the league being televised on NBC now, even though NBC isn't the biggest channel to watch, I know that a lot of people don't really watch it. But with with the PLO being on NBC, lacrosse fans are drawn to NBC, so that's more viewership on NBC. There's more money in their pockets. <laughs> Definitely more money in their pockets. Definitely is. The views on NBC when the PLL games are on skyrocket their ratings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as though that, well, well I feel like the, the MLO will go, I feel like the MLO will go, not the MLO, the PLO will bring so much more, so many more eyes to lacrosse because lacrosse over the last 10 years hasn't been one of the most popular sports, but in the last three, I would say, it's grown significantly. It's definitely blown up. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of new kids are playing it. Uh, me, for instance, I didn't know what lacrosse was, so I came to college. So for me to be in this world, is it's opened my eyes a lot more. And what, what year are you? I'm a second year, sophomore in college. So, yeah, I learned a lot over the last year. I became a lax rat. <laughs> my numbers guy uh mm-hmm. going off at him uh i also am a sophomore i played in my 10th grade years when i became or became interested in the sport and got to give my chance uh, sophomore year in high school it's kind of ironic that we're both in sophomore year at college <laughs> now it's, it feels like a long time it hasn't even been that long it hasn't um but lacrosse is a game that's only going to get bigger and I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it either. It's only going to expand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the future of the lacrosse is what we're talking about. So how do you think the first draft pick in the PLL is going to do when he comes into the scene? We're I'll speaking about, like exactly uh, Pat talking about Pat Spencer. <laughs> we're talking about Pat Spencer right now. <laughs> okay, uh, Pat Spencer, he was an attackman from Loyola. Loyola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, <laughs> that man is a GOAT. He had a fifth-year option, uh, but he t- he was either going to – actually, he was the first the first pick of the inaugural PLL season, um, but coaches and everyone else knew that he had a, a fifth-year option. Uh, his choice was – To go play Batman's note for lacrosse. He went to go play basketball at Northwestern University in Chicago. Sorry, I'm excited, guys. <laughs> I'm excited. Pat Spencer is that – he ah, that's that bull. He's a goat. He is very much of a goat. Mm-hmm. And he is like baby-faced. <laughs> baby-faced with a beard. He, he's a he, He's I'm just sorry. different. He's definitely a goat. Um, but 
I feel like next season for the for the draft, I feel like that he'll again go number one, even with him playing a year of basketball. Uh, and when he does come into the league, I pray he comes into the league next season. <laughs> what team did he get drafted on again? Um, uh, what team had the first draft pick? Uh, wasn't it Archers? No, it wasn't Archers. Was it Archers? I want to say it was the Archers. I can't even remember. All right, well, I'm so excited. I'm so, looking so that excited. Up. Yeah, I'll look that up. I got mm-hmm. you. All right, so Pat Spencer, with him coming into the league, hopefully, he's definitely going to make an impact. The veterans is in the league now. They're going to – he's going to give them a run for their money, I feel like. He's like a seasoned rookie. Like, <laughs> he is. This man is calm under pressure. He'll back you down if he doesn't see any options. He can mm-hmm. juke you at X. He can juke you at the top of the key. He can rip from virtually anywhere because he's a danger as soon as he crosses. <laughs> as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as he crosses, like, maybe 18 yards, you better be ready for a shot. <laughs> like He is a threat. All right, so with him being that much of a threat, if he were to, if, if he were to play on any team, well, let's, let's say – Archers. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so yes, he was the first draft pick for the Archers, and let's say he does go to the Archers next season. Um, what what pole? Because he he cannot be guarded by a short stick demon. He cannot. He will eat that up. Yes, he will. What what defensive pole would you would you want to see guarded? Well, guarding him. On my team, it better just be Julian Newman because that man is a seasoned defender and plays against the <clears throat> best players in the league constantly. I mean, anybody in the PLL, I would actually put on him. Because they're in the PLO for a reason, mm-hmm. but like if I had the like if I was the coach of the Chaos, and I saw Pat Spencer walk on the field, Julian Newman. Sorry, if I'm on the Redwoods, Sexton. <laughs> I'm sorry, like Sexton's got to keep that man locked. And if I'm putting a midi on him on the Redwoods, Perkovic. <laughs> Perkovic, yes. Perkovic's probably Perkovic the only man that can man. keep the physicality with him mm-hmm. and not get back down. On at least on the Redwoods, on the Atlas. Cannot ever remember his name, but the Australian dude. Oh, <laughs> Caleb Robinson. Yes, Caleb Robinson's a nasty deep hole. His footwork's pretty great in his communication, so if he does need a slide at the end of the day, he'll get a slide because he communicates so well. Um, the Chrome is very scary. Jared Newman. He's on the Chrome? It's chaos. We're even saying Julian Newman. Oh, bro, I don't care. <laughs> we understand what I'm talking about. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> They're not going to listen to this. Either way, but yeah. Go on. Um, I don't. I don't know. That's a sketchy. That's a sketchy little mark on the chrome. He's. What poles are on the chrome? Let's that's see. That's a very good question. Hmm. Luke Dupree. Uh, he could probably stay with him for a little bit. He went to Duke. On the chrome, who am I putting on defense on? Pat I would put Spencer. Chris Sabia on him because he's with the chrome. Chris. All right. Chris Sabia is a is a well rounded defender. He communicates with his, with his defense. Uh, he can he can take the ball and clear running through. He I want to I want to see him shoot. I don't really see him shoot yet. I'd probably put uh, John Moderski. Moderski. I can't say his name. I'm sorry if I butcher that. I was saying a lot of names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> John. Uh, he had five CTs over. The course of the PLL, uh, 12 ground balls. Um, Definitely, yeah, I'd probably put, I'd probably put John on him. Just because he looks like a uh, resilient defender with his stats. Okay. All right, so 
since we're talking about the next season. Or Michael Manley. Who Sorry. do you think will be the MVP for next season? I'd kind of be surprised if Matt Rambo doesn't show out again like he did this year. Same. I was thinking that. Um, but if if we're not going to be Matt Rambo, uh, it matters who has a year, to be honest. Because if Chrome or Atlas get better next year, I could see Paul Rabel getting the MVP. I mean, he's probably not going to because he, he started the league. kind of look yeah, I was actually I was actually thinking he was going to get the MVP this year because he actually made the league. And I thought about it like, nah. nah he didn't. <laughs> he nah, his team. <laughs> um, I would love to see a midfielder get it. Same. I want to see Perkovic get an MVP. Perkovic did good this year. I yeah. think he did great. Same. But I want to see him get an MVP. <laughs> That's all I, I kind of want to see a face-off. Like, Trevor Baptiste, I can see him getting the MVP next year if the Atlas do well. Yeah. Because he was a big successor on, like, the, the games they won. Mm-hmm. Even when the games they lost, he kept the ball out of the uh, other team's stick. So, I can see Trevor Baptiste. And he can score. And he can score. Uh, yeah, I think I would just like to see a face-off for a goalie get it. Mm. Maybe uh, Blaze Verdon or the – I can't remember his name. The goalie on Chrome, the right-hander. Um, Alex Freddy? Mm. I think it's Brett. Brett Quirner, yeah. yeah Brett Quirner, I'm looking at it right now. He went to Albany in 08. Yeah, I think <coughs> – uh, Well, graduated from Albany in 08, excuse me. Yeah, I would just like to see uh, a position that doesn't really get love get mm-hmm. love for the first time. You know what I mean? I don't even do face-offs or play goalie, but I would love to see a goalie or a face-off guy get the MVP. That's true. I want to see something different. Well, since that league is different, you would never know. So. Um, remember, there was one game the Chaos played. Blaze Reardon actually came out of goal and played attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. He uh, He's an attackman in the NLO, which is Indoor Lacrosse League. It's a National Lacrosse League. They play indoors. When he started, he was an attackman. Mm-hmm. When he started playing lacrosse, he was an attackman until I think a coach was like, he hurt, didn't he hurt himself or something? Uh, and then a coach was like, like why don't you step in net? And then he became a monster goalie. He is a monster goalie. And the game that he actually, in the game that he, that he came out and played attacking, he dropped three goals. And they were in a nice way. I liked it. It was very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of that, I think that's a great topic to end on. So thank you guys for the viewing and catch you guys next time.